It's a little extra Lambo coming to you from the South Hill Podcast Studios right here, Spokane, Washington. How is everybody doing tonight, today, whenever you're listening to this? I have a special guest with me. You know his wonderful voice from the land of TikTok, from the land of Washington State. We have with us today Mr. Freedom Stick. How are you doing, buddy? What's up, buddy? Dude, like I said uh, earlier, man, it was it was fun getting the getting together with you and going going fishing. That was that was that was amazing. Yeah, what do you, what I do appreciate. You think, what did you think of that fly fishing stuff? <laughs> so I never fly fished before. I'm going to tell you straight up, never fly fished before. I was always just uh, you know get the boat, you know have some have some brew in a a cooler, go out on the lake, you know sling the rod every once in a while and see what you pull in like holy shit man. it's a workout it's a tell me who rode both of the time that is yeah. i'm terrible i'm terrible and then and then those waters that we had they were they were very quick so when it came time for me to make an adjustment once i mentally tried figuring out what I was supposed to do. I did it backwards, which didn't help. And then I had to fight to bring it back. And then I was, I was lost and it was just try not to run into anything, get in the middle of the water and then start right. over. Well, when you think about it, like the bow was actually faced down river. So what you were doing was correct, but you were fighting the current from behind. Like it was the same thing with me. You know what I'm saying? Like when I started every once in a while, I would lose it. You, how many times did we spin around? Yep, I'm like, fuck yep. it. We're spinning. We're spinning. Let's just go ahead and just whip a shit here. But yeah, that was the thing. You were actually doing it correctly. If you were going upstream, it's a so fine it's art really of trying oh, it's to get really, the boat just to go down at an angle and stay along that, that current Cause you want your, you don't want to go head on. You don't want to be sideways. Yeah. You kind of want to be at that 45 and that's, well, yeah. that's the art. That, that was the art. I'm, I'm telling you like just having the mental mindset, like I said, if we were turned around heading upstream, the way you were paddling, the way I was paddling was like perfect, but we're literally going with the flow of the river, but bow down. Mm-hmm. So we're not even facing the current. So it's like, you're trying and then it's like, well, well, I got to do it that way. <laughs> and then, you know, yeah, we, we kind of pushed into the shoreline and uh, I probably put us in the rocks a couple of times, but dude, it was a great workout. And yeah. dude, it was, just, it was, it was amazing just to take a couple of days, just go off grid. Um, you know, we didn't have any self-service or anything, man, where we were staying. It was just, it was yeah, in that one spot, in that one spot on the river. Tell everyone where we went fishing. So we were, we were out on the Yakima River outside of Ellensburg, Washington area. And there is uh, Red's Fly Shop, which you can go. That's where you can either put in or take out on that river. It's a catch-only, uh, catch-and-release uh, trout river, blue ribbon trout river. And we were, I don't remember the campsite that we were at, but it's on their website if you go to Red's Fly Shop. And you can put in, take out there, and they've got an awesome restaurant, awesome drinks, kind of expensive drinks, but... And I was, I was literally, I, you know, I, hopefully they're not listening to this. Cause I was going to be like, yo dude, me, you and Brooks had one drink, one yeah. drink. And, and, and the bill was $70 yeah. for three of us. I was, I was like, like I walked, I walked out. I was like, are you, are you for, and I think I handed you less than what my drink was. I was like, yeah, you can keep the change. You're like, no homie. <laughs> like it, it was, 
it's more than this. So we, yeah. uh, I don't remember what we had, what our, what our whiskey was. Cause I think you just had a normal Jack and I think it tasted yep. just like Jack Daniels. So whatever this, yeah. whatever this top shelf whiskey was, it wasn't any better than what Jack Daniels was. So yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw him spin some, some Jack Daniels on me. I don't, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't, I, each drink was like, literally, I, I mean, what were we looking at? Twenty twenty something dollars just for a, a mixed like a small mixed drink something something like oh. that. It was it was I, I don't want I, I actually thinking about it. I think our our bill was like ninety six dollars because I think oh, my Brooks's like? were thirty two a piece. <laughs> oh my god! What did you guys end up getting? I like don't I said, remember I what just... the name of it was. It was something off the top shelf. The bottle looked cool. Let's try that one. Not thinking it was going to be thirty two dollars a glass. Right. So no, but. Yeah, just like you said, man. That that uh, that sports shop, the the whole bar, it dude, it's nice. It was it was it was really really upscale to be out in the middle of nowhere too. Yeah, I was like, wow, this is right off the river. But yeah, if you guys are really into fly fishing, I'm I'm hooked. And anytime Lambo here in the future uh, needs a row or he wants somebody to come along to talk shit, I will definitely go out and fly fish. I think by the end of it, uh, that's that's what really hooked me. I, I think the second time we went out. And, uh, we, we ended up stopping in that one certain spot. I, I started getting the hang of it at the beginning. I was just like, whatever. And then like, you have to reset, mm-hmm. you know, what, what do you call that? When you reset it, you mend, when you, you mend, yep. all I hear is these, these two guys about mend, mend. I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. I'm trying to do like, I, I'm just, I'm doing the best I can. Yeah, so mending <laughs> this is my first time. Mending is where you take, when the flies in the water, you don't want your line in front of, of the, of the fly going down with the current. So you mend it back to bring the, right. the, to bring your line back behind it. And that way the, the bug goes first. Yeah. And because yeah, I was, I was mending, that. I was mending all wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you were uh, going the wrong weird. way. Yeah, I was like flipping it the wrong way. And you guys are yelling. At me. I think I got I got one little fish, one little one. I, I call it a minnow from you know it where was, I grew up. It was. It was pretty. I I was literally wanting to flick them off and, and just pretend like I didn't catch anything. It was even worse pulling it into the boat in front of you guys. I was like, uh, the only the only bad part that we had was that the water was just so fast. If your fly isn't in the water, you're not catching any fish. Right. If you don't have any bait on, if you don't have any bait in the water, you're not catching Correct. anything. And when we're when you're always trying to cast, especially with the wind that was coming through, you're not landing that bug where you need it to be. So right. if it's not in the water, you can't catch any fish. And apparently they, they hide right on the shoreline. I didn't I didn't know that. They hide right behind yeah. the little breaks in between fast and slow water, but right underneath I'm gonna the, tell you. It, it it was it was freaking therapeutic, dude. It, I when we left, I was I I it almost was like I left all my stress and like everything that's been accumulating for the last couple months. I just left it there at the campsite. When I drove out of there, I was just like, wow, that was. I mean, I go camping all the time. I go hunting, but I was like, just being there with you and Brooks and in just the banter and us being able to, to bullshit and no expectations, just having a good freaking time. I don't, I don't remember the last time I did that with dudes. And I'm going to tell you straight up, like, um, like if you got guys out there listening and, and, you know, they got a good group of guys, 
any chance you can get to get away with your, your friends and have your wives listen to this, any chance that you have to get away with your, your bros, um, take that man. Because I used to take that for granted. I used to be like, ah, I can hang out with them, whatever. And, oh, I see them every day, this and that. But it's something different about just being able to get away and not have an expectation and just, you know, going and chill, you know, and do, do what you want there to do. If you're hunting, honey, if you want there to fish, you fish. Just had a good freaking time. Um, well, here, I on remember the, what, here on the podcast, yeah. we, we, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, red pill giving, red state living. And being a part of, of the red pill is, is you having your own frame, you having your own wants and needs along, you know, you've got to take care of your family and your wife. We all understand that, but you have to live your life as well. If you don't have that release, if you don't have that removal of stress and whatever your day-to-day nonsense is that everybody deals with, if you can't step away from that, that's where mental illness comes into play and bad things start happening. You know, it, it, a, a woman can go out and she can go have her, her wine night with her friends. She can go to, you know, go to the nail salon, go get her hair did, go, you know, all of, all of this stuff with all of her friends. But right. yet men and women both have different sets of stresses. Right. They, they process things differently for each. But if, if we're constantly in the grind day after day after day and we're not able to get away from that, that's when mental illness comes. Men kill themselves at a two to one rate compared to women. It's fact. And Correct. that is one of the main leaders is, is they don't want to upset their wives by saying, Hey, I'm going to go out with the guys or you with know, a she, bunch of guys. Yeah. She's yeah. got a jealousy complex or she's got, you know, Something. some control issue that she won't let you go. You know, and I Correct. say, let you go because it, it, it's, it's, that's her complex of, she has to let you go. You can't just say, Hey honey, I'm going to schedule a weekend with the guys. I got to get away for a while and reset. We need that. Well, I, and, and yeah, we do. And unless you're my wife and you know, my wife being married to a retired combat veteran and an ex cop, uh, she understood that, you know, after certain, here's the crazy thing about me. There was a certain point where I just stopped caring about myself. If that makes any sense, I uh, I always cared about everyone else, especially when it came to my family. I put in two hundred fifty percent. I'd work long hours, uh, come home, and I would I would I would literally try to pick up as much slack as I can uh, around the house. I would put nothing back into myself. I literally was like living for my family, living for my children. My wife, yeah, she she busts her butt and she you know she does so much uh, in regards to our family, but. She, you know, she turns on, she understands. She's like, well, Hey, I'm going to go out with the girls or just like you said, I'm going to go get my nails that she just got her nails done today. And I'm just like, cool. I'll take care of the kids. I'll do, you know, I'll clean up the house, do, do whatever. And, you know, that was my outlet because, you know, going through so much trauma in the military and going through so much trauma in the, uh, the police force, the only thing I think about is I just want to protect my family. So I stopped forgetting about like, I, I stopped forgetting like, like, like taking care of myself. And all I was thinking about was I need to take care of my family. I need to protect my family 24 seven. I'm not worried about me. I'm freaking good. I'm still standing and whatever I could do to help out. And I put myself to the side. And that's why this trip for me was probably one of the biggest trips I've ever taken in my life because I was able to look at my wife and not feel selfish about going. I, I looked at her. I was just like, Hey, 
I got a good group of guys uh, that I met and we've been conversing, you know, my wife, she knows you guys. And, uh, you know, I told her, I was like, Hey, you know, they got a fishing trip coming up, you know, fly a fishing trip coming up. And, you know, and she, she didn't even like, has it go, go, please go. She, she says, go, Brad, you need this. And I said, you know, what's weird about this, this is my first dude trip in a very long time. And that's why I say dudes gotta have that dude trip. Um, because if you don't, man, it's just going to boil over and then eventually when you realize you should have had dude trips, like it's already going to be freaking too late. You're, you're going to be boiling over. You're going to be looking at your old lady and then you're going to get in arguments, you know, you know, you're constantly going out and you're constantly doing this and blah, blah, blah. Like if I ever talked to my wife, she would be like, okay, I never stopped you from going out. You just didn't want to go out. You came up with every excuse in the world. Now I'm not saying every relationship's like that, but I'm just saying like, mm-hmm. Me personally, I needed that time away from my family. I needed that time that I didn't have to worry about the security of my family. My wife has it. Um, I just needed that time just to, to hang out with you guys. And it's freaking amazing, man. And we're going to do it again here real soon. How was your, how was the, the next trip vacation getaway that you had? How was that? You had your family with you. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, obviously you guys, some of you guys know me from, you know, social media. I kind of, I kind of peeled back off of social media for a little bit. Uh, I got a lot of big things that I'm working on. I wish I could go more in depth on what I'm doing, but I had to pull myself away from social media a little bit. Uh, but the cool thing about being on social media, again, meeting really awesome, like-minded individuals, uh, I was able to uh, link up with uh, two guys that are pretty big in the Patriot community, especially on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, you have three rows and then you have packing Patriot. And, uh, we decided to put together a getaway in Tennessee in the Smoky Mountains. And we took a week. We flew out there and, uh, just it was, it was freaking amazing. Amazing. Like all of our families got together and it was just, again, no expectations. And we went down to, uh, Gatlinburg. I don't know if you, if, you, if you've ever been to Gatlinburg. No. Have you ever been to Tennessee? No. It's, it's just, it's just, really cool gem out in the middle of nowhere really touristy but it it was it's amazing dude it's it's up in the mountains like you wouldn't even think of it you're heading up to the smoky mountains and then it's like you don't see anything and then it's like boom they got this cool little town very gimmicky um but amazing it's a good place to take your family um a lot of a lot of stuff to see uh they had they had a sky bridge uh, my wife took my sons on the sky bridge uh, it's like this bridge and then it opens up to this glass portion. You're way up in the mountains. You're walking across two mountain peaks and like, you're just looking down. Uh, they also had the, uh, like a sky roller coaster. That was fun. Me and my wife kind of jumped on that and she's a little afraid of, uh, heights or speed or, or something. And, uh, I got behind, I almost ran into the back of her cause she was riding the brake the whole time. I was like, go, go, go. <laughs> um, she'll probably get mad for me saying that, but I mean, it is what it is, babe. You rolled the brake. It's you cool. Rolled, you rolled the brake. Yeah. You know? You rolled the brake. I, I was just like, you know, I've been through too much of my life to hit the brakes. So let's just freaking go. Um, but yeah, it was, it was amazing. If you guys like whiskey, uh, a lot of distilleries there. I ended up, I drank moonshine mm. for the first time. Okay. I never had moonshine. You know, in the military, I had guys that would always make moonshine. I'm like, first of all, I'd look at these guys like, first of all, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Not for making moonshine. You're just a fucking idiot. And I don't trust you making moonshine for me to drink. Uh, but yeah, a lot of my friends in the military, they distill and make their own freaking moonshines. I'm like, nah, I've seen it's you operate before. And we've got a bunch of friends that they make uh, apple pie. Uh, 
So that's exactly what I'm hooked on. Okay. Yeah. They have, they'll, yeah. they'll get every container that they can. So that way when they're done brewing it, then they can just yeah. have all of these jugs all over the place. So yeah, apple pie is big over here. Oh, it was amazing. Like I said, this is, I mean, Tennessee, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of moonshiners back in the day running moonshine, a lot of history out there, but uh, you go to this one place, pay five bucks, man, all, 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 you know, me and three rows and pack of pages kind of stood around the bar and on the other side of the bar was our wives with our kids. And we're just like five bucks. You get a little shot of like 20 different kinds, kinds of moonshine. They had a, they had a pickled moonshine. I like pickle. I, I had anything pickled. Like I grew up in the Midwest, Minnesota, my parents can their own uh, vegetables from the garden. So they pickled just about everything. So I was like, wow, that's amazing. It was like pickled jalapeno or something. It was just, it was really good, dude. Mm. And, but then they had some not so good flavors. They had peanut butter. And I'm thinking, who the fuck comes up with this shit? You just sitting around looking through your fridge, like let me throw some peanut butter in this, this moonshine. Have you had screwball? Let's explain the, screwball the to peanut me. Peanut butter whiskey. Ah, I, I, it's not bad. Unless I drank it there. I don't maybe yeah, I might've it's drank it there. It's not bad at all. Um, it's a peanut butter whiskey. I mix mine with like, uh, either a Dr. Pepper or cream soda just to get that okay. little caramely flavor into it. Moonshine though. Sounds intriguing. Moonshine was good. Like I said, they had all these different flavors. They have the peanut butter. I'm, just, I'm a peanut butter guy. Yeah, I eat peanut butter all the time for protein. I eat peanut butter with like my, my celery. I mean, I'm always like scooping. My wife always gets mad. Like, why are you? Why are you putting spoons in peanut? Why are you eating right now? I'm like, because I'm going to eat the whole fucking thing. And she's just like, you're not supposed to just eat a whole can of peanut butter. I'm like, says who? You know, but I, I love peanut butter. And as soon as I taste it, I was like, nope, I'm not going to let you ruin my 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 love for peanut butter. So I kind of walked away from that. But yeah, we got up to the, the apple pie moonshine. Everyone always talked about that. As soon as I taste it, I was like, that's that's glorious, man. I was like, that's amazing. And I ended up I ended up picking up a couple jugs of moonshine and I flew. And I was really worried about it because, you know, obviously you check the airlines, they're like, Oh, you could bring fifteen I'm trying to think what they said, like, no, five five liters. Okay. And I'm thinking like who who the fuck is bringing five liters of liquid in their suitcases? I mean it is you know I guess moonshiners are you know, people get a wine bottles, stuff like that. That's what's up. And I'm thinking liters, like, holy crap. So I picked up a couple of those and I was just waiting to open up my bag and have like TSA like, Oh, sorry, we're confiscating this and have some TSA agents in the back drinking my shit. Um, that or but, a break no. one of the two. I, I'll, I've done that when I would go down to Arizona for baseball and I'll, but right. I'll put it right in the middle of my bag to give it a lot of cushion. So that way it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't break, but you still have that fear. Well, when he was setting it up in her bag, uh, she set up at the bottom. I said, don't do that. So we got to wrap it up. <laughs> I was like, these baggage throwers are going to throw it one time and it's just going to. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So now I, yeah, I got a couple, couple things. I was thinking about drinking it tonight, but I think I'm going to bust that out. Um, I'm actually heading on another trip here soon. My grandfather, uh, is he's in his late nineties. His birthday's right around the corner. I haven't, I haven't seen the guy in like six years. And, um, craziest thing is obviously a lot of the viewers probably don't know too much about me, but I stopped talking to my family. Um, right about six years ago, I had a, I had, I had some problems with me and my sister and, you know, other family members. We just didn't see eye to eye. So we just kind of separated for about six years. And 
I just reached out not too long ago and just started talking to my sister. And, uh, she was just like, Holy crap. When are you coming home? I'm like, uh, I don't know. She's like, well, let's put together a birthday and surprise grandpa. So I think I'm going to bring home some moonshine. I don't think, I think the guys ever drank moonshine before, but he's 90 something years old. So you better go over it. Try something new, grandpa. Try something new. I love that. Oh, you probably, I'm going to tell the apple pie. Yeah. Apple pie is good. You add some Sprite in there. And I know there's probably people drinking moonshine. Like this pussy talking about Sprite for. <laughs> yeah. I put a little Sprite in there. Just, just a little added flavor and some ice. dude. You'll drink the whole thing down. So good. Uh, what else, what else came from there? You guys were, you guys were, you know, I'm sure you were conversing, talking, uh, you know, putting your heads together. What were the conversations like between the three of you? Oh man, you put, you put me and those two guys together. Like we'll solve world issues. Like we sat around and we didn't take any time away from our family and our kids. We just, we, we said, we put time off to the side at night when we were having some drinks and stuff. We, we stayed up and just talked about everything and, you know, just how crazy the world is and how crazy the agenda is and, you know, everything from freaking COVID to this corrupt administration, all their policy, uh, policies and how they're weaponizing all of these three letter agencies towards the Patriot. It just, it's, it's insane to me. But yeah, we, we had some really, really in-depth conversations. So yeah, it was a good time. One thing I was, I was, uh, I'm going to do a show on was the brown coats or the brown shirts of Nazi Germany and how he used those as the authoritarian or the, the police state for his regime. Yeah. So the brown, yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, I, uh, to me, that that's what this 87,000 IRS agents who are now going to be weaponized, literally, with you know ammo, with guns. They're already stockpiling ammo. To me, that's what it looks like. It looks like they're being weaponized to be the enforcer part. Uh, right. That's not an elected elected officials of any sort. They're hired Correct. goons for Correct. this administration. Yeah, I, th- I think I'll go one further on that. The brown shirts are actually Antifa. When you look at the the, the history of uh, late 30s Germany, Nazi Germany, um, head into the war, the brown shirts were, were more of the individuals that, you know, obviously wore these uniforms, but they weren't totally attached uh, to the government. Um, they, they ran around, they just beat people up. They, they were, it literally was just like Antifa running around, scaring the population, scaring them into, uh, not voting. Uh, that was another thing the brown shirts were really good at in Nazi Germany was, was trying to coerce the people into not standing up for themselves, not going to uh, voter booths and, and try to push for different elected officials. They scared the crap out of uh, the German population to the point where they didn't come out anymore. They, they literally were like, well, it is what it is. And we'll just go with the flow. But, um, I think the IRS, uh, you know, the IRS and these three letter agencies, they're the Gestapo. Okay. And follow me on this. We're talking about brown shirts. Brown shirts kind of paved the way, uh, for the Nazi socialist party to take effect in Germany. So they were the precursor. They were the ones that kind of like, uh, needed the dough, kind of beat up the population to the point where people were just afraid to speak their mind anymore. And then, when uh, you know the Nazi Socialist Party took hold, 
Then they created a federalized police force, such as the Gestapo. And I think that that's probably what we're looking at in regards to the IRS. And, in uh, you know, I've been talking about this the last couple of days. I, number one, I don't think it's going to happen. I think that's what they wanted. I think they were going to try to sneak it in. Uh, but to hire 80,000, 85 plus thousand agents, I think with as many problems as, as we've had in this nation and people waking up, we're, we're done with it. It's, it's, it's been very vocalized over the last couple of days. They tried to push it. I don't think it's going to happen. And even if it does happen, like this nation's going to stand up and say enough's enough. You know, this nation derived uh, from opposing taxes. And now you think you're going to weaponize tax collectors. And what people don't understand is it is very dangerous. And, they, you know, this administration knows exactly what they're doing by using the IRS. They're not using the FBI. Obviously, they're, you know, they weaponize the FBI in, in regards to uh, going after political assets, um, you know, opposing uh, political assets, right? You, you ask yourself, why are they, why are they like kicking in the door of Trump, right? When they should be kicking in the door of fucking Hillary Clinton. They should be investigating the mass uh, body count that follows that freaking family, all the deaths that follow that family. Uh, you know, they went in and they found some declassified information because that's coming out. The president has the authority to declassify information and he declassified it before he took it. They're looking for something else, but obviously they're looking for a reason uh, to try to decertify him from being able to run here as an elected official in the near future, which they won't have. They've been trying it for the longest time. But my question is, if the FBI is kicking in doors of Trump, why the fuck are they not kicking in the doors of freaking, uh, you know, uh, Hunter Biden? Like his shit's out in the open. Like the crime and the crap we that they have his freaking laptop. Yeah. Like it just, it, but when you sit back and you look at it, it's like they don't care anymore because they are literally so panicked that they can't hide it anymore. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If, if their plan was going as planned, we wouldn't know about it. They are literally at the point where they are so panicked. They're just like, just do anything. We don't even care if people find out about this crap. <clears throat> Yeah, so, you know, at, at this point, I, I really think, uh, you know, the FBI is obviously weaponized and uh, they're weaponized by this corrupt administration to go after patriots, conservatives. Anyone that wants to stand up for patriotic values of this constant, this great, beautiful constitutional republic that we live in. It's kind of scary. It's a scary time to live in. I mean, unless you're, unless you're a combatant, unless you, you know the score, um, it's, you know, to see your government and what it's eroded into being, uh, it's insane right now. You know, they've literally two years, and I'm going to jump forward to, to this, two years, they locked down the country, they destroyed the economy, they tried to mass inject the population, everything turned out to be unconstitutional. I remember when it first started off with this administration, in listening to all these individuals, and I, I, I don't like using terms like left or right, or just individuals that just followed the narrative. We're constantly like, well, you should do this and you don't care about it. And it's just like, listen, I've seen this before. If you pick up a history book, all you have to do is just read a little bit and you understand what the play is. Uh, if you understand anything about the Constitution or Bill of Rights, the first 10 amendments, you'd understand that the government doesn't have the power to do too much of any of this. All the way to the point where they, you know, you know, I ended my uh, service in law enforcement because I worked for the federal government. I was a federal police officer. And they tried to turn around and tried to uh, state that if I didn't take these injections, 
that are no longer required anywhere. Um, I don't know if you saw the latest and greatest with the CDC, uh, but they, they tried to push it and said, you will be fired. And I, you know, I had a lot of people turn around and say, well, let them fire you. And I said, well, I'm a constitutionalist. Number one, I understand that this is not right. They don't have the power to do this. And two, I'm not going to let them tarnish my name or my service. Because if I go against them, next thing you know, my administration, my department would turn around and say, well, this guy's insubordinate. Mm-hmm. They'd write me up for that. And the last thing you want is a law enforcement, a cop, is have your upper leadership write you, up, you know, write you up for insubordination. So if I decided to go work somewhere else, that would have been a black eye on uh, my record. So I just decided, listen, maybe this is time just to leave, uh, go home for a little bit. It's getting kind of freaking crazy. Uh, regroup at home put the badge and uh, the gun down for a little bit and go take care of my family. And that's what I ended up doing. Um, but that's how I got my start on, on social media. Literally the day I walked in my last day as a cop, I walked in, turned in all my gear. I remember I came out, sat in my truck and I sat there. And said, I hope I'm doing the right thing. And I made that video and that first video I put up on TikTok. My buddy was like, yeah, you got to start a TikTok. Let everyone see this. This might, motivate other law enforcement officers, firefighters, EMTs, first responders um, to maybe review their constitutionally protected rights and understand they can't force vaccinate you. Okay. You have the ability to say no. And I put that video out and within, I want to say a month, I almost had on my first account, I almost had like a million followers. It was like insane. And now I'm probably, uh, I'm probably uh, a patriot. Uh, enemy number one on TikTok. I can't even show my face. Well, you on only TikTok get a now. couple hundred followers now. You're not as popular as you once were. <laughs> yes, it's insane. Well, like I said, I, I started one about 24 hours ago, um, just just to watch a video my buddy sent to me, and I decided to make a video. I was like, ah, you know, I'm on. I might as well just yeah, this crazy crap in the news. And you know me, I'm always speaking my mind in regards to the news. So I made the one video on that account. And within, I want to say six hours, that video had over like a hundred thousand views on it. it. Had like, you know, you fifteen thousand likes on it. Like, I mean, next thing you know, I'm, I'm, you know, within twenty four hours, I had like four or five thousand followers. And uh, I decided to do a live today just to say hi to everyone and let them know, like, hey, I'm still around. And it was insane. And in halfway through the live, they cut me. Mm. And I'm like, I wasn't even saying anything bad. I want to uh, I want to touch me. on that of why of why yeah, that happens yeah. but the first thing I want to I, I just want to jump backwards you yep. you had said constitutional republic that's what we are yep. we are a constitutional republic why 150%. are democrats pushing we're a democracy why why is See, that they, every time they talk it's we're a democracy we're a democracy we are not we're a constitutional right. republic like i said you get, you find all your answers in history uh, you can find all your answers in looking at other uh, countries around the world and, and listen to the same rhetoric. The, the communists would use that democratic, democratic. They want you to believe that the, the power of many have the power over the, the few. And that's a democratic society, right? This is a constitutional republic where everyone has the same amount of power, uh, everyone, and nobody is above the law from the president all the way down. This is a constitutional republic for the people and by the people. This great experiment that our founding fathers created a long time ago still cannot be duplicated to this day. There's no other nation in the world that has 
the constitution the way we do. I mean, look to the north. Uh, you have Trudeau, communist Trudeau up to the north, basically looking at his people and saying, there's nowhere written in the, the constitution uh, that you can own guns to protect yourselves with. And I was like, I looked it up. I was like, he's fucking right. Like they literally don't have a clause in their constitution that allots them the ability to have firearms for home or personal protection. It's the second nowhere thing else we in wrote. the world. Yeah, nowhere else in the world because our our the people that that frameworked our constitution they 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 learned through it. These were really brilliant men, and they studied civilizations, and they studied different forms of government, and they understood eventually what would happen. Right. So you have, uh, uh, you know, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. They knew this. They knew eventually uh, this great experiment that they created. Our enemies, our enemies of the nation would get power hunger and they would they, these bureaucrats would just totally turn it into something it doesn't need to be. And that's what we're looking at right now. Uh, these bureaucrats literally got top heavy and they, and they think that they know better than you do and they want ultimate control to tell you how to live your lives. And that's not uh, what this nation was, was built upon and, and not the framework of the constitution. The constitution, like I said, the bill of rights first, first 10 amendments were, were, were created to tell the government what they can't do. It was basically 10 amendments, a clause to say, uh, these are our God given rights. And don't think you could speak on this because after we create this country and we create the checks and balances, you don't really have a say so in regards to these 10 rights. They're, that's why we call them the Bill of Rights. These are your God-given rights. The government can't take them away. Look what they're trying to do. 24-7, they're trying to take your speech. They're trying to t- take uh, freedom of religion away. Freedom to assemble. I guess, you know, I pay and we pay federal taxes, but we can't walk up on the, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the steps of the, the Capitol in Washington, D.C. I guess that's not allowed. Well, you can't. You know, I guess if, you, if you're killing babies, you can do that. You can. You're yeah, but if you it. if you're there to redress your government with your grievances, which are allotted in our Constitution and the Bill of Rights, um, yeah, they don't want you there for some reason. So it's just to me, it's just these these. It, it's not just Democrats, you know. I always hate. I you know everyone's lately is like Democrat, Republican, Democrat. These are just terms. To, to shift your focus because we have Republicans that vote with Democrats. As far as I'm concerned, if we're going off of that, they're Democrats. I don't care what party you think you're and that's, that's, that's how they twist people up. The way I look at it is either you are a patriot of this nation or you're a fucking traitor. That's basically where we're at at this point. Either you believe in the Constitution or you don't. That's where we're at. So when people turn around, they're like Republican, Democrat. And I heard, you know, California, they're, they're trying to create a third group. Uh, I guess they're trying to create a third party. Oh, anything that comes out of California is going to be great, right? Third party. Got to be really great. (laughs) No, man. But yeah, they use that term because they don't want you to understand this is a constitutional Republic. They, they want you to think that a mob, a mob assembly that's mad and marches around stamping their feet, and they say so should go. That's how it operates. That's that's how you operate a democratic society. The majority wins. The majority, if the majority wants something, guess what? The minority is going to have to suck it up. That's not what this nation's built upon. Okay, that's not a constitutional republic. 
we have checks and balances for a reason, but yeah, that's why they always use that term democratic, democratic, democratic. Well, we you, used you probably to have heard checks it. and balances. We used to have three equal but separate parts of government. We don't, well, let me, we don't let me, anymore. And then we used well, to have get, the fourth of, of the media. The media used to let, hold all three of them accountable. And we don't have well, let that me get anymore. Back, well, let me get back to that. And this is, and this is probably the only time I'm going to disagree with you. We have the checks and balances. We do. They're in place. And you notice if we didn't have the checks and balances, like none of this would have been brought into court. None of this would have been shot down. All of this crap would have pushed through. You get what I'm saying? So, so we have it there. I, yes, our different forms of government, uh, our legislative, executive, and judicial branches, yes, and it, they're, they're corrupt right now. But the cool thing is the framework is there. So it's really like, do you really want to fuck around and find out? Because the people are holding you account. Like it, the news, yeah, they used to bring up stuff left or right, but then it, it makes you really think how much did they hide back then? Right. I don't think the news ever held anyone accountable for anything. They just, they, they, they do the political hit jobs the way that they, this administration's doing it right now, right now, but they've been doing it for years. I, I kind of like it like that, you know, the way it is right now, because nobody trusts the fucking the news. Like I'm not going to say nobody. There's a portion of this nation that literally will flip on CNN and think that's actually the news. Yeah. Or here in Washington, they'll flip on like Cairo 7, and it's nothing but leftist rhetoric 24-7. Get your shot. Get your shot. Get your shot. COVID, COVID, COVID. Get your shot. Oh, Governor Inslee is the greatest thing in the whole wide world. Yeah. Like, don't even get me started with that fucking junk. Well, anymore, social media, your inter- you know, the internet as a whole, it puts out right. more news than our news media does because the people are right. going to spread the message. It's your job to... Um, it's your job to verify the news that's coming across the information coming across, but you right. can't go right to CNN, NBC, CBS, ABC. You can't do that. Fox news and just, right. and just regurgitate what they said. You can't do that anymore. You've got to have your own verification to figure out if any, any of this stuff is actually true. Well, I think, and I think you're 100% correct. I, I just think that, as Americans, we, we're so accustomed to having people think for us like 24 seven, that that's what the news is good for. The news will tell you what the news is, you know, up to a certain point, people wouldn't think they just turn on the news and be like, wow. So that's, what's really going on. Wow. I didn't know that. But now because everything has been flipped upside down and we've been lied to for as long as we have and our careers and our, our futures are at stake. Now people are starting to disconnect and saying, ah, these guys are full of shit and I'm starting to actually see the narrative here. I, I actually see them trying to cover up and say the president's doing a great job and there's no inflation in the month of July. And like, it's just, it's all garbage, but people are literally just like sitting back. Like, are you fucking like, like, are you shitting me at this point? The term like, recession this- was rewritten 26 times. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's two consecutive quarters. <laughs> it has always been that way. Two consecutive Correct. quarters of a negative, of a yeah, of a negative GDP, and yeah. we—that is what it's always been. Now all of a sudden, now it's not. No, that's not what recession is. Well, it's because of the it's, it's because of the midterms, man. Everything's pointing back to the midterms. Like, you know, everyone's like, oh, nobody's really complaining about gas anymore. But I mean, that's that's kind of the uh, that's the Stockholm syndrome, right? So it's, it's you know, you have your captors choking you out twenty four fucking seven. 
and then they tell you everything's okay and then they let off on you and magically you'll be like, wow, I, I kind of feel for this person or I, I totally understand what they're talking about. I mean, people right now are not complaining about gas prices. They're like, oh, it's not too bad. And I'm like, no, are you, no, are you dumb? <laughs> but, but they'll literally be like, oh, but you know, it went down 30 cents, uh, 30 cents. So I'm like, but it went up four fucking dollars. Are you stupid? Like, this is okay for you. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand that they're not stopping here. What they're, what they're doing is they're trying, they, they're not going to win in the midterms. That's just the thing. They like all the Trump people he's endorsed. They're fucking killing it and they can't steal the elections anymore. They do. They have freaking, they have patriots of this great nation with, this is what I love. Patriots knew about the, 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 the ballot harvesting. They knew about the freaking mules now with that movie that came out. They're not going to let that crap happen again. And don't think for one second that the 2020 election, uh, the, the, the whole crap behind that is done. No, 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 no. You wait. It's in the court you in Arizona until, right now. It is in trial. I'm telling you, it's, everything's and you wait until the, the house gets taken back over and it's a freaking red wave. And then they can start the investigations that the left has been doing this whole time, but actually come up with viable evidence and actually prosecute people. And it's going to piss a lot of freaking people off. So yeah, these people we talked about it earlier. I talked about it earlier. The reason they're doing this right out in the middle, is the pan, they, they, you back somebody into the, in, you know, into a corner and they're operating. I mean, they're going to do it right in front of your face. That's why we see them weaponizing the FBI. That's why we have uh, the head of the FBI coming out and basically saying, you know, this is why we did this and blah, blah, blah. And now the news is trying to protect him and his Gestapo by saying, well, the reason people hate the FBI and the, the head of the FBI now is because he's Jewish. And I'm like, are you, I wouldn't have known that unless you Would never fucking told me that. Yeah. But that's the narr- that's what they push. That's the narrative they push instead of saying, hey, the same corrupt individuals that are under investigation by Durham for the illegal spying event on a sitting United States president with the illegal visa warrants are the same ones that went into his house or went into uh, Millard and went into his freaking safe, Trump's safe. These are the same people. The same individuals that were involved in trying to pin this bullcrap like collusion story violated so many ethics violated the constitution are the same ones that went in and raided his shit. They're looking for something. I'm going to tell you one. Trump's not dumb. And I heard, I, this is just me. I heard that on the way out, they told the workers on the way out to turn off the surveillance system, but they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that as well. So they got all these FBI, these corrupt FBI agents playing fuck, fuck games in his place, fully covered. I'm telling you, these people are dumb. But again, when you're backed into the wall, backed into the corner, and your agenda is not working, they're going to do whatever it freaking takes at this point. And I, I think that the last straw was to try to weaponize the IRS. And I was going to talk about this earlier, too. The reason why they're, they're trying to weaponize the IRS or the FBI. FBI is, yeah, federal investigations, cool, this and that. Okay, they've already they already have two black eyes. They're almost out for the count. Like no, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna allow them to go door to door, whatever this and that. So what do they do? They take a service such as the Internal Revenue Service and they weaponize them. And they're, they're strategic about it. When you think about it from a, a constitutional standpoint, what's the difference between a federal agent, a federal uh, uh, agent, part of the FBI conducting an investigation, the IRS federal agent showing up to your door? What do, you, what do you think the difference would be? Say that Say that one more time. 
what do you think the legality? I'll, I'll try to rephrase it. What do you think the legality about them showing up to your door would be? The difference between just a normal FBI agent showing up for an investigation. Search warrants. Oh, okay, so we talk about the Fourth Amendment. There you go. Damn, dude. All right, so we talk about the Fourth Amendment, right? Any, because the IRS doesn't have have to have a reason to come knock on your door. Well, they do. Any 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 federal agent, any uh, officer that follows the color of law, right, in the performance of their duty, has to follow the Constitution. Any government entity has to follow the Constitution. They ha- have to follow the Bill of Rights. And one of our rights is the Fourth Amendment, illegal search and seizures, right? So that means if an FBI agent showed up to your house and they didn't have evidence on you and didn't have a search warrant, just like you said, or the right to be there without a judge clearing with probable cause, yes, they could show up to your house on a consensual meeting and you could tell them to get fucked and get off your curtilage, your the, the spot around your house that you own. And they would have to um, operate accordingly. They would have to leave. And you could literally, if they didn't, you could just literally call law enforcement, local law enforcement, and the sheriff's department, sheriff's department should freaking arrest an FBI agent for, for being on your property after notice. Um, but the difference between a federal FBI agent conducting an investigation, not having a search warrant, and an, an IRS agent showing up, the IRS agent literally has built-in probable cause right off the bat for being there. It's insane and when you think about it. That the IRS agent could literally take your W-2, find a mistake on it, could literally cite you for not paying one year, have a judge to back them up, to be on your premise. And guess what? All of these agents could literally show up to each and every one of your house uh, houses. They could find one little audit problem. And guess what? You can't tell them to get fucked. They don't even need you tell that. Them to get they don't even need that but, because it was set up beforehand of having your PayPal, your Venmo, your Zelle, your Facebook pays, if you Correct. have $600 in there, they can now go Correct. and find out what, what is that money for? Why is it sitting there? What, you know, what and are that's you using what, for it? And it was already set up. Point. Yeah. But that's the point I'm trying to uh, talk about in regards to uh, the legality behind just having a federal agent, FBI agent show up for an investigation in IRS. IRS, yeah, they, they would already have built-in probable cause because they would have data to back themselves up and say, hey, we're, we're actually here to investigate. We're not going anywhere. We need to talk to you. And then in, in between talking to you, guess what? Anything they see, here's another thing. This is why you don't let motherfuckers in your house um, without a search warrant because anything they see, right to be right to see as a federal agent, anything that they see that looks like it is a possible crime, they could arrest you for it. Okay? Out in public sight, if they see a a weapon that that doesn't look like it's in accordance with uh, ATF regulations or federal. Or, uh, guess what? They can get you for that. They got drugs, uh, legal. Any anything that they see as a crime in your freaking home, just you know. And you always see these agents. They'll come in. They'll try to. Hey, I don't want to talk out in front of your neighbors. Do you mind if we come in? There's a reason for that. And this is coming from, um, you know, a dude being a previous federal police officer. There there are tricks of the train. I'm going to tell you. If they don't have a warrant. Uh, I would tell them I will step out and you shut your door. That's going to be the biggest thing. But yeah, I think that that's, that's why they're going to utilize IRS because IRS is going to be able to stand there and you won't be able to tell them to get fucked. And they're going to be able to document depending on if they're even there for that reason, they could just be lying. They could be using that as the motive just to show up there and look for other things. Oh, since we're here, you know, I have a ETF agent with me. 
behind, and he j- just would like to look at your recent purchases on firearms, if you nope. don't mind. Nope. I'm going to call the sheriff. And be like, okay, call the sheriff, and then he's going to step back outside your cartilage, and then now you're going to have an even bigger problem. And then that IRS agent's going to come up with some crap like, hey, why are you balling up your fists? Hey, why are you, why are you getting... And all he has to do is use his articulation at the front door, and then they got you. So this is really dangerous, bro. But they, just like you said, they knew exactly what they're doing with the Venmo, looking in, and you're right. Was it like eight months ago they started talking about this? Like, and, you know, this corrupt administration. And the funny thing is they're not going after Pelosi. You know what I'm saying? Not the insider trading. Oh, none none of that. that. Her, Her husband, her son coming, you know. But these are the people that pushed it. Right. And they'll have you believe, well, the reason we did that is because, you know, we, we're going after the big shit, you know, big fish. We don't we're not worried about you. Yeah. That's why if you traded anything up until like, you know, the price of like five hundred dollars, they're going to investigate you like, yeah. OK. Well, I deal with, you know, the different teams that I have, the you know, whatever I'm, I'm bringing money in, you know, I might right. deal with two, three, four thousand dollars at a time, but none of right. it's mine. I'm collecting it right. for teammates, for other friends, and then I'm I'm purchasing new uniforms. I'm purchasing new hats. Right. I'm purchasing, you know, something. It's not yeah. mine, but yet I still show a balance of $2,400 in my Venmo, and then it's gone. Yeah. You know, and now I've got to yeah, prove and- all of that stuff, and it's yep. a hassle. But it gives it the is. IRS the opportunity to now investigate me for having a $2,400 balance. Correct. And this is where we are in this nation. Um, you know, the, the way it needs to be in this nation, the government needs to be afraid of the people, not the other way around. When it's the other way around, you have a problem, right? When government officials fear the people, that's a good nation that you live in. When the people fear the government, that's a bad nation that we live in. And the crazy thing is they're using our tax dollars against us. They're using our tax dollars to weaponize uh, an instrument to be used against us in the long run. I think you have a lot of people who, who they just don't care. They just want to go through their day to day. They don't want to ruffle any feathers. They don't want to question anything. They are afraid of losing everything that they have. But if you live in a government that can just take what they want, you've already lost. Correct. I mean, that's, that's true throughout history. I always look at, I, I mean, the reason I always look at 1930s Germany is because it literally is the playbook. It is the polished playbook. And just like you said, it just right there, you said there are many people that just, they don't want to be fucked with. They just want to be left alone and they don't really don't care what's going on. That was a majority of the population in Germany. They're pretty well off until the Nazi Socialist Party came in and started forcing everyone into action. And basically is either you're with us or you're against us. And those people had to make a decision. And that's the way it's going to be here too. Like all these people are standing back and yeah, they have property. And, you know, even where we live, we live in a pretty predominantly well-off area. You know, we, you know, we live in a harbor town and they got all these yachts and everything out here. And these people, they not a care in the world, but you could start to see it's pinching these people because now you get on Facebook and they're selling everything they got. They're selling their prized possessions, their hot rods and their uh, RVs and their boats. That's the first thing you see is all the boats in the area are going for sale. And I'm just thinking like, you know, 
sooner or later, man, these rich people are going to freaking feel it too. And it's going to be already too late, you know, mm-hmm. but just like you said, it's not really affecting them. So what do they care? Yep. It's not a big deal. You know, it's, it's the same premise be, be, uh, that they use in regards to spying on the American public. You know, people turn around, they always say, what's the biggest excuse? Well, if you have nothing to hide, what are you worried about? Correct. That's, that's like the biggest excuse of socialism, communism at its finest. When a government starts spying on the people, that's the first thing they'll say. And I had well, said that when we were out camping, you know, that was my yeah. example was I didn't like, I don't like these videos of, of people standing there with video cameras antagonizing police officers who are just Correct. trying to do their job. Correct. But then you made a fucking great point and I hate you for it that that's your right. You get to do that. It is. You get to stand on a sidewalk and videotape and hold people accountable. Correct. And I, and I, you know, I, I, my degree is in criminal justice. I never, right. I never got, was able to serve, but I right. did an internship and I was able to be a part of it, but I've, I'm still, you know, I still back the blue when, when they're in the right, if they need my help, oh, I yeah. will always help. But oh, yeah. it is, you do have to hold every agency accountable for what they do wrong. And if they violate because if you your... don't, yeah, because if you don't, then we have the situation we have with the federal government. You see, you see people, people are in, in, that was such a great conversation we had that night because, um, you know, we're such good friends and we were at two different ends of the spectrum, me being a cop and then hearing, uh, me support first amendment auditors. That's, that's a lot of cops hate first amendment auditors. And I, I will always tell people, listen, it, the same aspect goes goes around. If you're not doing anything bad, what are you worried about? Right? Yep. What, that, what are you worried about? Example. Right. So you flip that into an officer's point of view. Number one, as an officer, you are, um, you know, you work for the people, by the people. And I, you know, I had a conversation with you about this that, you know, I realized in early ages uh, being a cop that I didn't derive my power, my badge. Uh, my power of my badge for my department. I derive my power from we, the people, we, the people allow me to police them. And in a, in, in a, uh, uh, a modern day society, that's how law cops need to be looking at it. They don't. A lot of cops are good cops. Then you have the, the certain few that come out of the police academy and be That's what we call badge heavy. Cause they'll walk out and think that they derived all these superpowers from the department. And they think that they can do these consensuals, uh, uh, conversations with people and tell people what to do. And, 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 and I love the fact that you have really educated individuals out there conducting first amendment audits. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's just the biggest thing is, uh, you know, the ability, especially as a citizen and in, in, you know, being a law enforcement officer on top of having duality, the knowledge of duality behind that. I totally support first amendment auditors, man. I, I really do because you know, if, if you know the law, you know the Constitution, you understand where you derive your power, and you understand how to conduct proper investigations, you understand case law that was presented to the United States Supreme Court that tells you what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do, and you can implement them in real time, I think you're a good police officer. The problem is, and I've talked to a lot of law enforcement officers, I've talked about certain cases, and the crazy thing is, a lot of them be like, what? What, what case was that? And it's like, do you like, do you study case? Do you understand where you derive these doctrines and understand anything about the constitution? You know, obviously a majority of them do, but there's always that one or two that just kind of squeaked by, I guess, through the police academy went out and, 
you know, probably got picked on when they're in high school or something like that and just want to go out and they want to be badge heavy and they want to tell people to do things that you don't have to freaking do. Yeah, I just like the ability that uh, citizens, certain citizens out there have a background. A lot of times when you deal with First Amendment otters, a lot of those guys are lawyers, man. It's it's insane. And some of these top heavy cops will get into arguments that get them into trouble. And next thing you know, they're getting sued and they don't even know who they're freaking dealing with, man. So I know I treat everyone with respect. Uh, same point. Obviously, I'm wary of everyone. I used my training, my experience to protect myself. But, um, you know, I've never been I was never that cop that was just get over there swearing at people trying to bark orders, you know. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you derive your power from we the people. And I think that's all I have to say about that. But, you know, our conversation in regards to First Amendment otters, you were on the other side. And I totally heard your uh, your argument, you know, because, you, you you know, you stated like, hey, these cops are just out there doing their jobs and these dudes are getting in their faces and they're videotaping. And I just had to, you know, explain the legality, right to see, right to be if you're on a public sidewalk um, and I have the right to be there. I have the right to videotape. Number two, you being a law enforcement officer that that is paid by the city, you're an employee of the city, you work for me. Um, There is no expectation of privacy in regards to you operating in public as a law enforcement officer. That's why you wear body cameras. So for a cop to sit back and be like, hey, I need you to turn the cameras away. Like, no, there's a reason you have a body camera on you. I have the ability myself under the First Amendment. Now, a lot of cops will say, well, why are you doing this? Well, I don't have to have a reason. I could just literally bust out my phone and I could just start recording you. And then some cops say, don't you think that's weird? It's a little suspicious. And then you get into the legality behind it. Well, suspicion is not a crime. So I don't care what you have to say unless I'm breaking the law. Correct. Uh, you can't order me. Number one, and a lot of law enforcement officers say, well, hey, I need your name. That's probably the biggest thing in regards uh, that, that gets a lot of cops in trouble in regards to First Amendment auditors. Because, uh, yeah, you're right. An otter might get up there and stand next to a Terry stop. The guy might have pulled somebody over and, you know, for speeding or running a stop sign or you, you, something. And then you have this individual that's videotaping. Now, however insane it might seem that you're conducting a traffic stop and having a person right in front of you with a video camera. I mean, it is what it is. Obviously, keep an eye on them. But there's no reason to make contact. But a lot of these officers will break contact from the the investigation they're in, which is a no-no, and try to walk over and talk to the person. It's like, just conduct your investigation. And, and then afterwards, after it's concluded, if you don't make an arrest, uh, you let the person go, then ask, hey, can I help you? But a lot of officers will be like, you need to get across the sidewalk. You can't videotape this and that. And then whenever the First Amendment auditor turns around and says, well, you can't tell me what to do. That's when some of these cops turn around and say, well, I need to identify you. You're, you're being detained until I identify you. And that gets a lot of them in trouble because certain states, the way it's written, uh, you can legally detain somebody or arrest somebody for failure to identify. But here's the problem. You have to have probable cause. And at that point, you have to suspect them of committing a crime first. You can't just walk up to somebody and say, hey, I need to ID you. And, and, and say, oh, you don't want to ID? Well, I'm going to arrest you then. You, you can't do that. But a lot of these cops, they do that because they find themselves in these sticky situations where the person that's videotaping them tells them to go fuck themselves. Like, you can't tell me this. You work for me. And some cops don't like that. But that's that's why I agree with First Amendment auditors, because 
I think that, you know, auditing law enforcement, federal, state, I, I think that, you know, I think there needs to be more of us out there. You know, everyone's so quick to bust out a phone and watch somebody get their ass kicked. But not too many people will stop and start videotaping the cops. I, th- I think that, you know, this day and age, uh, individuals need to start holding law enforcement accountable. And I don't think law enforcement should have a problem with that. Yeah. No, and, and that's and that was my thought too on that on that situation was I didn't I didn't like these be the the videos and you're like well what are they doing wrong you know just like you had said your example I'm just kind of repeating your words but it was that was very eye opening to me that that I didn't know that it was especially like the the building like your your recording I always thought that there was something that you couldn't record federal buildings you couldn't record banks the policy. Yeah, so that's a policy. There's nowhere, there's nowhere in any state or federal law that's, that turns around and says, you do not have the right on public access, standing in public, to not videotape a federal installation. It's the same thing with military bases. And that's what gets a lot of military and DOD law enforcement, federal law enforcement in trouble, because they'll see a guy standing outside the blue line, which would be, um, blue line of any military or federal installation would be jurisdiction. Uh, outside of most of your military bases, there literally is a blue line painted in the street. And as long as you're on the, the civilian side of that blue line and you're in public, and I don't know what keeps going on with my camera here. It did it. I need everybody who is listening to go to the pissedoffpatriots.com, get yourself 20% off your first order, and get yourself the scent of freedom. Choose from wax melts, candles, the Patriot bars to create the ultimate smell of freedom in your home. But there's more, more freedom. Get your exclusive Mr. Freedom Stick line of scents and clean cotton wipes. The pissed off patriots, Christina and Nicole, find them on TikTok and Facebook as well as their website, thepissedoffpatriots.com. That's weird. Yeah, so the the blue line... um that's literally outside of every military installation. Um, you know, these individuals are, they're smart. They understand all I have to do is stay on the left side, um, on the public side. And as long as you're in public, as long as you're on a, a public property, sidewalk, anything that is deemed public, you could stand there and you could videotape because uh, the Supreme Court stated in a ruling right to be, right to see. So if you have the right, the legality, the legal right to stand there, which you do on public property, a law enforcement officer cannot come up and say, hey, get off the sidewalk. You got to leave. No, this is a public place. And unless I'm committing a crime, you have no authority to tell me to do anything. Have a nice day. Um, And that's the thing. So if I'm on public property across the blue line and I have the right to be there, anything that's within view, I could see and videotape all day long. I'm not committing a crime. Drones. Uh, So drones are a little bit different. So drones, uh, you can't fly drones into regulated airspace. That's going to be the 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 difference. Once you're up past a certain height, that is no longer public space. That is controlled by the FAA. So uh, they have the legality behind that. So drones, yeah, big no no. I won't be flying drones. I wouldn't be flying drones anything less than maybe a couple meters above you to videotape anything over that. If you're actually out there videotaping a federal installation, yeah, 
you're probably going to have uh, federal issues after that because, you know, they'll come out and be like, where's your license? You were flying at this height and, you know, you know, it would be a big freaking mess for you. But, yeah, these First Amendment auditors will literally stand outside federal installations, nuclear um, power plants. As long as they're on federal property or on uh, public property, they can they can videotape anything within sight or hearing. But that's the problem with local law enforcement or federal law enforcement. A lot of them are not trained up on that. So the first thing they see is or they get a call, local law enforcement, get a call from the Fed saying, hey, there's a guy videotaping um, across the street. This is a nuclear facility, and we want you to uh, tell them to stop videotaping. So the cop will roll up thinking, hey, I don't know too much about federal law because I got a phone call saying that they're not allowed to be here. They'll roll up, and they'll, it'll probably be some like low-level dude. Probably won't be a, a watch commander or a sergeant or anything like that. You'll have some low-level patrolmen that'll show up and make contact, try to be nice, and then start talking to them and saying, hey, you know, we got a phone call here. Uh, from this installation um, stating that uh, they don't want you videotaping. And most of these First first Amendment auditors are like, keep going, buddy. I know the law. Do you know the law? And and that's probably what rubs people the wrong way is is how they talk to cops. But here's the thing. As a law enforcement officer, you need to be able to keep your cool. And if you can't can't keep your cool with somebody just reciting the law and being snappy towards you, you have freaking problems, dude. So a lot of these law enforcement officers be like, well, hey, buddy, you know, this is a uh, this is a nuclear facility. And, you know, we got called up here because of some suspicious activity. And, you know, cops that are trained know better. Suspicion doesn't mean anything. You what what might be suspicious to you might not be suspicious to that guy. It's, it's a frame of mind. It has nothing to do with legality. Now, unless you you know, pull up and you think he's committing a crime, have committed a crime or will commit a crime. And you can articulate that. Uh, you can't even detain the guy. You can't even identify the guy. But a lot of these cops would be like, you know, as soon as these first amendment auditors are like, keep going, buddy. And they'll be like, well, I need to get your ID. And they literally say, well, what reasonable suspicion of a crime do you think that I've committed? And they'll just say, well, you're just standing out here videotaping to say, They'll explain the law to him and say, right to be, right to see. I'm on public access. I, I can videotape whatever I want within sight. It's not my fault that they had, don't have the whole federal agents, you know, the whole federal building and the nukes covered up. If they have something that's special that they need to keep secret, then maybe they should have built the property a little differently, not near a side road or something like that. But that has nothing to do with your average citizen out there videotaping. Do you think that was a that was something from the BLM movement of having you know, more police training being up on your constitutional laws. Is that something that needs to be added into the more training aspect of, of the BLM movement? I think, I mean, when dealing with, when you deal with uh, agitated groups of individuals, such as BLM burning cities to the ground, and I'm not going to get into the politics behind it. No, um, but when you see district attorneys in cities, in these blue cities that will allow it, um, and, and law enforcement officers that go in to make arrests, and next thing you know, they're, they're being released because DAs won't prosecute them. I don't think, I don't think the, the BLM movement has anything to do with training uh, law enforcement officers uh, up to keeping up with, with the Constitution. I think that uh, I think we bound them. I think I think that the cities that they work for, the uh, the counties that they work for, literally made them sit on their freaking hands. But 
when it comes to the average citizen, constitutionally protected citizen, I'm not talking about individuals that are out there covering their faces up, smashing windows and burning. You know, the Constitution states that you have the ability to what? Peacefully assemble. You peacefully assemble, right? You have the ability to redress grievances to your government. Now, that could be local, city. It could be the fucking water company. They're still listed under federal law as the government. Okay. Now, when you get in there and you start covering your face and start smashing windows down and, you know, you start burning these buildings to the ground, that you're not constitutionally protected by that. Um, so I think that those law enforcement officers that dealt with those situations had really good restraint. Um, and they understood that even if they did arrest these people, that they had prosecutors that would probably flip the script and go towards them and go after them, you know? So, uh, but yeah, back to it. I think, I, I think there needs to be a little bit more training in regards to, um, you know, just normal interactions with the police and, uh, you know, the public. And like I said, thank God that we have First Amendment auditors out there because anyone can be an auditor. That's the cool thing about the Constitution, your First Amendment rights. You'll have a lot of cops that, that you know, people are out there videotaping. The cops will be like, well, why are you videotaping? And, you know, a lot of people turn around and they say, what's my First Amendment right? Freedom of the press. You know, you don't have to be a member of the frickin' press. Like, you could literally be an independent journalist with your camera and yep. say, I'm documenting this. I am an independent journalism. I'm protected under... Uh, my constitutional right under the First Amendment to videotape you, you know, but, uh, you know, and that's why I think I think both sides need to be trained as well. Because we have a lot of great cops, a lot of good cops. I want to say that 90, we'll just say 98 percent of law enforcement. And I'm not talking about federal law enforcement. I'm just talking about 90, 98 percent of local law enforcement. Um, they get into the profession because they truly care about the public. Uh, they want to protect people, but then you have the two percent that is kind of bad heavy. Go out there and just think, hey, I got a badge. I can do whatever the fuck I want, and I can tell you to do whatever the fuck you want. And those are the ones that get checked. Yeah, I, I'll agree so, to that too. I I have played ball with many police officers. I'm very mm-hmm. close friends with many of them. They just mm-hmm. want to go do their shift. They want to That's come it. home. They want to see their kids. They want to have start the barbecue go boating on the weekend. They're just like us. They're, they're just doing the, their civil service, their duty of the, of the, you know, being a police officer and it, that's their job. That's what they want to do. They want to protect and serve their community that they live in and go about their day to day. They don't, they don't, they're not looking for trouble. Correct. And, 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 and the crappy thing is, uh, you know, put the badge on, man, you already got a, you already got a strike against you. Everyone loves a firefighter. Ooh. Everyone loves to fight. You oh, run into a burning bill, you save all these freaking people. You know, but you put on a put on a, a badge, body armor, and a gun, and you try to enforce law. That's when you become public enemy number one, which sucks because a lot of great law enforcement officers get into it for the right reasons and do it for the right reasons. And a lot of civilians out there, you know, they have a bad taste in their mouth when it comes to cops. Nobody, the majority of in probably. I'm not going to say majority. I'm throwing numbers out there, but I'm going to say a lot of people I've bumped into are hesitant in regards to, yes, they do support the blue, 150%. But those same people, when they're pulled over and they have interactions with the cops, you'll see the same people shaking. There, there's this, there's this, there's this mental mindset. You know, now you're dealing with somebody with a gun instead of somebody with a Scots pack on that's going in to save your life. You know, so cops just have 
they have a hard job to do, man. And they're under scrutiny 24 seven. And it's just, it's tough being a cop, man. And it's even tougher when you're a dumb cop. So yeah, I, you know, but I, in, in, in regards to the remarks I made about civilians need to be trained as well. Yes, they do. Cause now you'll have assholes out here that'll watch these stupid fucking YouTube channels. And they'll think that, uh, you know, when they get pulled over with legal rights, uh, on a Terry stop from a law enforcement, they don't have to identify themselves. And that's when they get their windows smashed in and drug out of their fucking car. There's no reason for that. Right. You know, there's a, there's a reason being a first amendment auditor, standing up your rights. And then, 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 then you see some of these individuals are like, well, I saw this on, I hate cops. And I saw this on a video once. So, you know, I just, I, I got pulled over for doing 60 and a 45 cop walks up, introduces himself, tells him why he pulled him over and then tries to talk to the guy. And the guy's like, well, I don't answer questions. Right. Doesn't want to turn over any identification on the Terry stop. Am I free to go? Keeps saying, am I free to go? No, motherfucker, you're not free to go. And you'll deal with certain people like that. So I think, I think that a portion of the population needs to be educated as well, because it, it goes both ways. You can't just put it all on cops. Correct. Right. You, you have to educate there. The public has to be educated on what they're allowed to do as well. And we live in that day and age, especially with all this crap going on with, you know, BLM and all this other shit where people just think that they can just break the fucking law. I mean, look, look at, all around the nation right now, you have individuals walking into stores, just grabbing shit, walking out because nobody's there to stop them. Yeah. How many videos do you, you see an, of the Home Depot over in, in the Seattle, Tacoma, Olympia area? Oh, yeah. People just walk yeah. in, they grab shopping carts, fill it up, and they walk right just out. walk right out. So, yeah, I mean, there's there, that goes hand in hand, okay? And, and the, the, the thing is, now you have people that live in that area that want to come down harder on cops and, and say, well, cops need to be doing their jobs instead of showing up to the city commissioner's meeting or uh, going to the, the city council and saying, Hey, why are you letting these assholes go? Right. But everyone wants to blame it on cops. Like cops are not out there. To, like we here in this area, I just read a post earlier. Somebody got their car stolen. Somebody got their car stolen. And all they want to do is bad, like just totally come down on County and say, well, you got so bad where the guy actually had to hunt the person down and got his car back and law enforcement didn't show up and this and that. I'm thinking, you know, and, and everyone in this little thread is just sitting there trying to tear apart the, the county sheriff's department. I'm thinking, well, number one, look at their budget. Number two, they're down 50, 50 in this fiscal year, 50 deputy sheriffs or sheriff's deputies. You're not going to have all the calls being covered, but people are just, they're mindless. They think that Cops are just floating around waiting for that one call. Like, mm-hmm. oh shit, the guy just stole. Okay, I'm in route. You know, it's just, it's ridiculous. Um, but they're pointing their fingers at the wrong people. Right. If, if you're worried about crime, don't point your fucking fingers at the cops. That's the last people you need to be pointing. If you're if you're sick and tired of crime in your area, do not point your fucking fingers at the cops. You you go to the people that represent you in your city, your city council, your mayor. The ones that dictate the laws and the rules of that city, the ones that set up the budget for law enforcement in that area. Don't go to the cops and say you're not doing your fucking job because they are doing their job. When you're down 50 deputies in a huge area such as Pierce County, holy shit. Yeah, they're lucky if they're getting any calls in. But you think that they, you think that they choose, you know, what the fiscal budget's going to be like, how many officers are going to be able to retain, especially with these bullshit ass laws that. They changed up in regards to law enforcement officers not being able to do their job, you know? 
some of these cops are just done with it. Yeah. You know, this state alone, they, they got rid of, uh, they're trying to get rid of Terry stops and suspicion. So now you have to wait for a crime to actually be committed, document the crime, and then you're able to go after. So basically in this state, if somebody broke in your house, fucking shot your loved one, you ran outside, saw a partial plate or saw a color of a car, you called it in, a deputy or a cop in route passes a speeding car that might be the same color, they are not allowed to pursue and pull that vehicle over in this state. Reasonable suspicion they tried to pull away. So that means that cop has to drive to the house, get a full fucking statement, get as much evidence as they can, and then start the investigation that way. It's it's ridiculous. So again, um, I I will always support my brothers and sisters in blue. Uh, I, I think that this, this nation, they did the same thing, and I go back to history, they did the same thing in Germany. They, they criminalized or they decriminalized criminals. They defunded the police and made the, the cops, the local cops look like they weren't doing their job just so they could create a vacuum. They put the brown shirts in there that beat people up. People turn around and say, well, where are the cops at? They should be protecting us. And then this Nazi socialist party pop that says, don't worry, we'll protect you. Mm-hmm. But you have to turn we'll in your gun. We'll fill that void. We'll fill yeah. that void for you. But they created, they created all the problems up until that point so that they can fill the void with their federal police force. What does that sound like? Sounds like the... The FBI. Sounds like this IRS. administration. It sounds like this administration because they've been freaking demonizing law enforcement, and it's not just this is this is a this is a jump from the Obama administration. We have a president now that was a vice president pushing the same agenda mm-hmm. years ago. They've been trying to defund police, tie the cops' hands up, letting. I mean, look at California for God's sakes. They're just letting criminals out. They don't care. Nope. They literally don't care. It, it literally pays to be a criminal nowadays, and it doesn't pay to be a cop nowadays to do your freaking job. That's why in Seattle alone, frick, like a majority of that department turned over. They left. They The, 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 the city administrators turned around and said, you will not arrest, you won't stop, you won't do A, B, C, and D when they're committing these certain crimes. A lot of them came over here. Yeah, I want to say I want to say that our sheriff department over here in Spokane County, I believe that they are full, and yeah. I th- believe the city police has a few openings, but a lot of them from your side of the state came over to mine. Yeah, because of policies, and this is what I said: when you point your fingers and say, "Hey, crime is rampant in this city," don't point it at the cops. Cops are just people. Cops are out there, but now you have the city administrators that are pushing an agenda. They care more about climate change than they do about somebody breaking your home and fucking killing you and your family, right? They don't care that criminals are walking up and down the street 24 seven. They don't care that crackheads are going up and down the streets doing drugs in, in, in view of law enforcement because law enforcement knows even if they rolled up to them, prosecuting an office is not going to do anything to that person. Yeah, They're just no, going to be tied up arresting that person. Yeah. So yeah, a lot, a lot of these cops are like, I can't even do my job. I'm leaving. I don't want to live here. And now what do we see? What do we hear on the news? Like I said, I turned on communist Cairo seven and all you hear is all oh, these major companies are leaving and all these people don't understand why. And crime is up. And you know, that's because your city administrators opened that fucking city up to every fucking homeless person, to anyone that had a gripe towards the, either the federal or state government, allowed them to come in and just destroy it. Just like Portland. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. These areas are being, and look at it this way. And I read this report. It is much easier to commit. It, it, it's almost psychological. They, they, they've connected the difference between having an area that is literally falling apart 
compared to a, a nice area and crime statistics involved in that. They say when a, an area is basically being decomposed, right? Your, your area is a bunch of broken windows, you know, nobody's taking care of. It's easier to feel better about committing crimes in those areas because it's such a shithole anyways. It's a spiral effect. So that's what they did to these, these cities. Seattle used to be freaking beautiful, man. Portland the same I remember way. going. I played man, baseball in I'm, the summer over there. Beautiful. And then these administrators with this Green New Deal and this communistic global agenda, and it's always these governors that are all connected to this bullshit. And, and they ensure that these mayors and these council members stay in place and they push their agenda. Well, the agenda is to destroy the cities, turn them into freaking cesspools. That's all it is at this freaking point. I mean, I don't know too many people that want to live in Seattle. I know a lot of people that want to get the app out of Seattle, but nobody's going to purchase their, their home. Correct. Correct. So they're, they're tied down to the, that bill payment or that, that house payment and everything else, their lives are, they're tied down there and they can't leave because, because once you, and that was the problem we had of up here in our area was you have all this California money that they're selling their houses for eight, nine hundred thousand dollars. They're getting right. the same thing up here for six hundred thousand. Correct. You get over to the yeah. Seattle area, <laughs> you're not selling your house and then coming over here or anywhere else because nobody's buying there. Nobody they don't wants have anybody to live coming there. in. Nobody wants to live there. And like I said, businesses are fleeing out of Seattle and Portland. I don't, I, I don't even drive in them. We, we, we have some friends that lived in Portland. I used to hate driving in there. It used to be such a beautiful place. So now you drive through the honor. There's more. I remember driving past the homeless encampment and a guy had a fucking garage built for a car. Goodness. You fucking laugh. They're, they're very, no, they're very handy when it comes to that kind of stuff. You I literally it, drove you'd past. You said it on an earlier podcast. Who's, who's yeah. going to be the best equipped for survival? It's going to be homeless. our homeless. The, the homeless populations already figured it out, man. You know, but it's, it was crazy to drive by and see, you know, this homeless encampment and look at these like makeshift houses and all of a sudden, you know, these tents and stuff and all of a sudden seeing a tent hooked, the cardboard hooked to this. And there's a fucking garage built on it with a small car. In it. And I'm like, holy shit, do they deliver mail there? Like, <laughs> this is where we're at. We're, we're okay with this. But yeah, going to the survival side of the house, I mean, you talk about the epidemic or pandemic or whatever you want to call it, you know, statistically with the numbers they threw at us two years ago, the homeless population should be dead. Should be. Yeah. Really. It's insane. The homeless and the unvaccinated, we should all be gone. Oh yeah. We were, we were shunned. We, you will not be a part of society. And what did the CDC just come out with, uh, uh, three days ago? Oh, we're, we're, we were wrong. Did you see? Yeah. Did you see the new guidances? Holy shit. I had to do a video on that. Yep. It was insane. That's why I couldn't keep my mouth shut. I'm like, wait, so what you're telling me is after two years of talking shit, trying to pressure us into getting vaccinated, take this experimental medical treatment, choking us the fuck out, destroying our businesses. The biggest thing that I brought up in that video was think about how many lives the CDC destroyed over the last two years with their guidances. The well, six feet away. The people who had just died in their own homes because they couldn't Correct. get to the doctor's office because of Correct. whatever situation that they were in, either being sick or you didn't want to be vaccinated or, you know, wh- whatever. The doctor's office wasn't even open. You had to do everything viral or over, that, the, over that, the video. Well, that's, that was my biggest argument now seeing this. Like I, I called it from the beginning. Obviously, the science didn't match up. People were making all this money. Big pharmaceutical companies are push, push, push. 
CDC is coming out with shit that doesn't make any freaking sense every two weeks. At the beginning, they said, if you take this shot, you will not transmit COVID. Well, they just came out with it and basically stated, uh, these shots don't stop you from transmitting it nor getting it. Well, we knew this two years ago, but our administration lied to us. Mm-hmm. They're pressuring people into taking these injections, social distancing, um, you know, basically trying to strip individuals of their constitutionally protected rights in, in, in the name of science. But who's science, right? We knew who science was. But my biggest argument was when I read the CDC's new guidances, like, holy shit, that's got to make you... I, I, and all I could think about is being on social media for the last year and a half and listening to people talk and, and seeing, like the CDC has literally destroyed the nuclear family. Let me tell you why. When they first started with the pandemic, I'd say 90% of the population was like, I'm listening, right? I'm not doing, but I'm listening. I hear you. This could be, this could be it. This yep. could be, this could be scary. Let, let, let's keep an eye on this. But as time progressed, individuals like me, I was out in the front line. There was no shot available. They didn't have any guidances for us at, at the beginning to shut down, shut everything down. Well, that's fine and dandy unless you're a first responder, right? I didn't get sick. I was bumping into 50 or 60 or 100, making contact with 100 people a day. Brooks Not was a big the same deal. way. Right. Yeah, him being a, what is he, a nurse practitioner? Yeah. Yep. Nurse? Okay. Um, but yeah, that was my biggest argument. I started looking, I started like the mathematically, just, what they're saying right now, I should have gotten it. I should be sick, right? Something doesn't make any freaking sense with all this guy. And then they want me to put a, a t-shirt or a cloth over my face. And I'm like, that doesn't stop anything. That's stupidity. Like, are you insane? Um, but then after all of this, the CDC comes out and basically says, number one, uh, you know, students, Students can be, and this is their guidance, students can be exposed to a person that is positive for COVID and still stay in school. Holy shit. Holy shit. Did the science change? Get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? The last year and a half, all they had to do, think about how many parents had to take time off from work because their child had to come home because the school district said there was this imaginary person that we can't tell you came down with COVID. And all your, all these children were exposed and they have to stay out of school for the next 14 days until they take a, a test. Yep. Are you fucking shitting me? Just the mental health of our children alone. Oh, they've, is... they've destroyed. Oh man. Don't get, yeah. I'm glad we're on a podcast tonight. Don't get me started on that. They have literally destroyed the future of our children. Yeah. I mean, just the social, done it. the social aspect of communicating <laughs> the, the, in, the, the meetings between the two, the, the vid, not the video Correct. games, the, the actual playing of sports, the acting, you know, the drama clubs, the, the church Correct. clubs, all of that Correct. stuff. You have taken away all, you of know, that. all of that means, you know, all of that means shit now in, in regards to their new guidances. They're basically saying, yeah, we fucked up and we're trying to sneak away. Mm-hmm. They literally say, it doesn't matter if you've been exposed, you can still go to school. Uh, uh, uh they're also saying, um, the uh the track uh, what is it the tracking the tracing contact tracing um, contact tracing we don't need that anymore of course you don't no because if you did that you would understand that a majority of the people that are getting sick are vaccinated well, and you I don't believe, want that i believe that that happened when president biden caught it for the first time in two weeks correct and they said they're like all right well who has he been around it doesn't matter who he's been around i don't so here's my argument on that i don't believe 
I don't believe the kings of the world have been vaccinated. No, it was for all. It was for all of us pawns. It's a cool story. You know, he, this is a great story that uh, when he's having mental issues, or let's just say that's not even him, they got to find somebody else that looks like him um, to keep him out of public eye. Oh yeah, it's COVID. That's why you haven't seen it for the last week. Remember, Gavin Newsom did that shit for a while. He fucking disappeared for like three weeks. People were like, Trudeau. "Where's the governor of California?" Trudeau did it. He got. He, they have. He, he went away. Do you really think these motherfuckers took that shot? No, not at all. No, I don't. There is no way. And then think about it like this. And let me explain. And you, you understand this EUA, the, the Emergency Authorization Act. There is no way they would let the POTUS, the President of the United States of America, the, the, the leader of the free world, to take an experimental medical treatment during a pandemic. Let me say that again. This is not FDA approved. It has never, I love when people want to argue this fact, like, oh, these vaccines are FDA approved. No, they're not. No. They're not. They've never been FDA approved. They're, they're approved under the Emergency Authorization Act, which protects these pharmaceutical companies from liability. They're not approved for use. Okay, so what I'm trying to say is there's no way in hell that the government, the way the government is set up, that they would allow the leader of the free world to be injected with an experimental medical treatment that is not authorized for full use. Like, like, let's get real. You really think that the Kings of the world inject themselves with some spirit drug first before they try down on everyone else. Yeah. This shit was for us. This wasn't for them, but yeah, they'll, they'll say, Oh, this person has COVID and this person has COVID. Yeah. That's good. Because when you don't see them, in, in the social scene for a little bit, you'll be like, oh, they got COVID. No, they're just hiding. They're watching. They were told to take some time off, right? Because they're saying so much stupid fucking shit lately. It's, right? the, it's the same thing as if as if there's a, an explosion or even just take 9-11 with President Bush. As Correct. soon as it happened, he was in a plane and he was gone. Correct. It's it's the same situation as 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 that of of we need you know the the president got vaccinated right away it, for why it wasn't it, it we, it's not even proven that it's going to work yet because not enough time has gone by. You're not gonna again. You're not gonna you're not gonna inject the cabinet even if they did it on TV. That is for you. That is all optics. That is to get you to fucking take the shot. Yeah. And as, oh he took it. Shit. It's all political. Well if he took it, I'll do it. You know, just like, come on. No. Can I bring up another optics? Let's and it get has it. to deal with Mar-a-Lago. Okay. I, we got I, eight minutes left yep, on this, but yeah. I, I believe, I believe that that was for show because there are reports that the FBI was down in Mar-a-Lago a month before. Okay. And there are other reports that are saying that Obama still has classified information. And no, this is document. So, That's document. He he left the White House with so much, uh, but declassified, but a bunch of information he left the the White House with. Correct. The same thing with the Secretary of State. She fuck. She 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 illegally obtained and held classified material at her house, and then oh oh what do you, what do you mean by bleaching the hard drive? You mean by using bleach and wiping it? try to play fucking stupid mm-hmm. like get out of here so optics so what do you um 
okay, so I'll, I'll mess with this, right? Here's the cool thing. Well, let me let me tell you. Let me let okay. me set it up. Okay. All right, set up. President Trump came out said they're not after me. They're after you. Yeah. I'm just standing right. in the way. Right. So if they're sending the FBI to a former president of the United States for which, information which, that was which number one unclassified. Which, go ahead. Go ahead. Which number one has never happened ever. The sets of presidents, which write that down for the listeners, the sets of precedents, this has never happened. They've ne- the Federal Bureau of Investigation, DOJ, have never conducted operations on a previous president Correct. in this manner. But yes. Okay. So so now you go back to the brown shirts of their trying to silence or trying to prosecute political opposition. And so, so now you've got the FBI going in, I believe it's a fishing expedition. I believe it's for optics saying, look, we can do this to Trump. I can come and do this to you. So there's a lot of information flood around on the internet. That's the weird thing. You have to figure out what you believe, what sounds logical. These are critical thinking skills, which you do. And I, I agree with you like 99% of the time. And uh, I think I think for the the optics side of the house, I think that Trump plays 4D chess. Uh, there's information out there stating that Trump left with a lot of information, but being the, the POTUS at the time, he's able to declassify. He doesn't have to run it through proper channels. He literally being uh, the commander in chief, he could declassify this information. Now, it's still has to go through the channels to be declassified with the stickers and all that. But the second he says, this is declassified, it's fucking declassified. Um, so that there, there's that. I'm hearing rumors that they found some information uh, about a possible assassination plan. This is just rumors. This is not fact. I don't want anyone to shoot me for this. But uh, they... He was able to obtain certain documentation with all of these investigations going on, the Durham investigation, all this and that. He was able to obtain information that the these uh, certain three-letter agencies were plotting an assassination attempt on him, and he had all that information. And basically, they knew it, and they were looking for it. They needed to get that back, because if he releases that to the nation and shows that three-letter agencies literally we're, we're talking, I'm not talking about going through, but, but talking about a possible assassination attempt on their part to get rid of political opposition in the white house. All these three letter agencies would go away. That's big. Instantaneously. Oh, it's more than big. So you think about it like this, you have this information. Let's just say it's real. Let's say it's not. Let's just say he's smart enough to fucking Tell the corrupt FBI that, yes, I have this. Now they're freaking the fuck out because they don't know if it's true or not. They probably talked about it behind closed doors, but they don't know if he actually has documentation. So what does he do? He, he, he snickers and talks about it between channels to the point where the FBI and the head of the FBI turns around and said, go, go to his place, get into a safe, look for the shit because this is damning. We need that info. We need to get our hands on that and get rid of it. Now, he could have just tricked him down to, what is it, Mar-a-Lago? I always Mar-a-Lago. messed up. Mar-a-Lago. He could have tricked the feds into coming down there to set a precedent. Let me explain why. Now, at this point, no president has ever had the DOJ, had, had federal investigators come, break into their safe, conducted operations under warrants to obtain information at their, at their home. Okay. He could have just tricked the DOJ into setting the precedence. Right? They didn't get what they fucking wanted. Everything's declassified. Cool story. But guess what? 
when the red wave comes and this DOJ flip-flops and the Senate and Congress turn around, they start these investigations, well, the precedence is there. So, so you're allowed going back to. to my original thing of follow me on this one. Follow me on this one. Now he sets the precedence for having the DOJ to have the ability to go to an ex-president's home and take information. Wow, that's so fucking genius. they can go into Obama's home and Boom. grab his and his classified Boom. information. George Bush, everyone. Boom. And what are you going to say? Fuck half of the half the population that's left us right now is like yeah yeah okay we got him you better hear you got him we better hear the same when you don't have stuff and it flip flops and now there's major evidence against the Bidens so this is not just going to stop at the president this is going to stop at politicians and their next to kin everyone's on the table after like it's 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 forty chess when you think about it because you can't turn around and say. Well, they had the right to do that to the president, but not the Speaker of the House. No, it goes the president down. If you can do it to the president, you can do it to everybody down. There we go. So So, he could have been playing before the month before when he allowed them to come in. Let and I don't know if that's true or not. That's just what I've what they said they did. They came they came in and they told him to put an extra lock on the safe as well. The same lock that they broke. So, so now you have, you have left breadcrumbs for them to have probable cause to come in. Correct. Correct. You set them up. Yeah. So now there's going to be a precedent. Now you can't turn around and say, well, when they go to George Bush Jr.'s house and they go to fricking, you know, Obama's house, they can't turn around and say, well, they have, they have their rights. Well, not if they're being investigated. And on top of that, they should be able to go in their home. They brought home classified information, whether it's declassified or not. We have obtained information that connects them to all these crimes within the United States over the last 25 years. So. Correct. Get it. Get it. So the precedence of what he just allowed to have happen. You know, I would, I would love to know the, be a fly on the wall in these plans. You know, it's kind of like a, a war room in a football team of, all right, well, if the defense does this, we're going to do this on offense. Just to be a fly on the wall to listen to the the plan as a whole and why they're, ju- you know, why, you know, President Trump would allow them just to come in and walk around. Just, hey, let me give you a tour of the place. And then well, a month later, they come and raid. Yeah. So just like, just like we talked about earlier, it's, it's like giving them breadcrumbs, giving them the layouts so they can understand, okay, you might have some, maybe divulge a little information. Maybe it was a lie. Who, who gives a shit? This man plays 4D chess. Okay. We understand that our three letter agencies are corrupt. They've been weaponized against the people and he knows that they're, they will do everything in their power to try to come after him and stop him from taking office. So like I said before, it sets a precedent. He probably, uh, Smoked out a rat. He probably made a comment or something got through the grapevine up to certain agencies. And they're like, oh, crap. He has that information in his home. We're going to go after it. We need to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Just like a possible a note or conversations about a possible uh, assassination attempt towards his, towards himself. And if he turns around and says, well, I have the evidence and I'm going to go ahead and present that here real soon. You know, even if they didn't do it. They may have talked about it, but they don't know. And they're probably running around like fucking scared rats right now. 
and he tricked him into coming down there, right? And setting the precedent. So now, again, here in the future, when any other president is under investigation uh, for certain crimes against this nation, they can't turn around and say, well, you can't go raid their personal house. Bull fucking shit, you can't. You just did it to this man. So, guess what? The name he set that, him up, and I, yeah. The, uh, the name that keeps coming back up are the Bushes. Correct. And what, you know, the biggest thing that happened under the Bushes was obviously 9 11. Yeah. So, does it, can, does it, is it going to go all the way back to that? You just set the precedence to go all the way back. Or even the Clinton, you know, Bill, President Clinton. Can you go all the way back to now you can start investigating all of these presidents to bring out the skeletons in the closet? Okay. So let, let, let me make, you know, make it pretty clear. Or, or let me, let me add, let me add onto that one real quick because of the Jeffrey Epstein, the child trafficking, um, you know, all, all of that situation Does president Clinton have, immunity when it comes to that because he is the president of the United States or now does this set precedence that now, okay, well you went after Trump. I can now go after president Clinton for the child sex trafficking. So it would, it, it, he no longer holds office, even though he holds the title, he is no longer the president. He was a president and he, he has certain benefits protecting him. Uh, if he's involved in a criminal, uh, such as a high, um, high level offense, such as human trafficking. No, he's not fucking protected. If they have proof that he knew about it, he conducted it, had anything to do with time um, as the president. Yeah. He's not off limits. None of these people, if you're still living, and that's what I was going to say to treason, right? If you're still living, you can still get tried for it. Okay. Crimes against humanity, major crimes. Prime example. If you're a guard, during World War II, you were a guard for the Nazi Socialist Party. If they fucking find you now, you still will be prosecuted. As long as you're alive and you committed these freaking crimes and they're high crimes, yeah. That's the cool thing about this nation. Yeah, there is protections for, there, there are certain executive legalities that protect presidents, but if there's inf- damning information out there, no, you're, you're, you're going to be involved in it. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't it doesn't go away just because you were a former fucking president. They have information saying that you conducted these operations, you were involved in it. Yeah, you can plead the fifth all you freaking want, but if they have pictures and videos of you, I'm sorry to tell you, and people see that shit. What if all that stuff was? What if all that stuff was labeled classified? And what if all that stuff, President Trump just declassified? And that's what he has in the safe, or that's what they were looking for. I believe they were fishing for something. That's my that's oh, my my theory. When you do that, when you do that, and the head is in on it and pushes it, because this is unprecedented. This has never happened before. They're they're scared. He has something that they're afraid of, and he doesn't want. And these administrate these three letter agencies do not want the American public to find out about it because it will be their end. Right. We see left and right that certain federal agencies are involved in having individuals on their radar for the longest time. And then magically one out of millions of people in that area just shoot up a place. But the FBI was watching them like, come on, come on. I see a consistency with the agenda here in the United States. These fucking shootings, these individuals are committing high crimes against individuals 
magically they're on the FBI's watch list and the FBI agents have talked to them in the past 12 months, 18 months. And then magically they go in and shoot someplace up. Like, come on. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's so, uh, it's, it's all going to come out in the wash. Uh, I hope that we get to the midterms. I hope that we are allowed to vote in the midterms. I, I believe that it, it is not going to happen. I believe too much I stuff think, is on the line for these elections in November to happen. And something, something is going to happen. Something major, something big is around the corner. And I don't, you know, this administration declaring war on somebody could be the catalyst. I, yeah, I don't know. They, 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 they literally, like I said, they, they're, they're in such panic mode right now. They're not even hiding it. They're not even, again, we go back to the FBI rating Donald Trump's, you know, personal residence. They're not even hiding it. They are so freaking panicked right now that they'll do it right in front of you. They don't care because they have nothing. Their whole agenda is fall, falling apart. The whole freaking shebang. And, and agendas are falling apart all around the world. I don't know if you just saw the whole Japanese, uh, the Japanese government just resigned. We're talking the whole, the whole Google thing. it. Yep. The whole fucking government just resigned. Like we're talking every major key player in government just resigned and one day just walked away. I wonder if it has something to do with that assassination. Crazy. It could, but you're not going to hear about it on the news. No, you're going to hear about it. (laughs) And maybe if you, if they really truly thought that you wouldn't hear about it, why would they walk away? Something has shifted. Yeah. The people are done with the news. And the, the crazy thing is about Trump and some of these patriots, they created their own channels, right? You're not going to go in and silence. You would have to have a total media blackout. If this information dropped, let's say Trump is on social media and drops all of this declassified stuff. You, you think that people aren't going to believe it? Well, Obama came it, out and said, if you create enough chaos, you create enough doubt it doesn't matter what they say. President Trump just tweeted that Obama had, you know, 35 million pages of, of classified yeah. information that he was supposed to Correct. Cr- make digital. And, Correct. He's never and he, done never, it. he never turned it in, never turned it in. But yeah. the people don't know what to believe. Is this, is this real? Is he just trying to say this? Is he trying to well, one thing I know of him or, you know? Well, one thing I know and in, in, in get away from the, 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 the presidents. One thing I know is the FBI should be going after every person that was on Epstein's fucking and, and Maxwell's freaking list. And they're not, they're going after Trump. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Like these agencies are so corrupt. There is no investigation going on in regards to Maxwell in regards to these high level entities that are probably in that book. Um, so if you're not investigating them, you're not investigating the true crimes of the Bidens right out in the open, right out in the freaking open. Shit, they had that, uh, the little girl's diary. They had his laptop. So many high-level crimes. Uh, the president, uh, Biden, his gets on daughter. TV and says, oh, yeah, all this sick shit. FBI is not investigating it. They're protecting them. They pretended like they didn't have the freaking laptop for years. Yeah. And now it got entered into congressional uh, um, proceedings. But you know, you have a president that got on TV and said that he doesn't know anything about his son's business dealings, has never met business partners. Now we have emails and electronic data that states he has met and spoke to his business partners 
at least 15 fucking times. This guy is a liar. These individuals that are in office right now are destroying this nation from within. They are stealing the riches of us. They're stealing our tax dollars and they are filtering them into other countries. This is a fire sale. They know they're not going to win either way. So they're just going to try to destroy the nation, but they need to get their fix and their fill before they freaking do it. Do you think all of that is a part of the Matt Gates 30 sealed indictments? I wouldn't doubt it. I would, I would not, I would not doubt it. And I'm telling you, we're not at the point in this nation where this nation will truly fail. See, this global entity, this global idea of making a one world government means you would have to destroy nations. You would have to destroy mindsets. You would have to destroy allegiances to flags, constitutions. And here's the thing about the United States. Good luck fucking doing that. We've sent our men and women to die for others around the world for decades. Like, and that's why they can't figure out why, why are they not falling for this globalist agenda in America? because you're not fucking America. The one that you're not American, the ones that are pushing the agenda, they're not American. They'll never understand what it truly is to be an American. Okay. So Joe Biden, it is. Joe Biden said those same things. You can't tell me what it means to be an American. Yeah, we can. Yeah. We can tell you yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I, I made a video. Yeah. I, I made a video, uh, wanting Matt Gates to come out and promise the American people that he is going to use those sealed indictments. He's going to use Hunter Biden's laptop. And after November, he's going to go after all of those people. I want him to come out and promise the American I people would rather, that it is going to happen. Here, here's what I would want. This is why you always have to keep your enemies guessing. I don't want him promising anything. As far as I'm concerned, I don't want him a part of it. As long as he's not a, because look at it this way. What, what the left and what these, these globalists like to do is they like to defame people. They like to dig up crap on people and say, they went after him for a while. They were talking about he was having um, uh, sex with underage minors, some, some kind of crap. They yeah. tried to dig up some crap on him. All I'm saying is he, he has the information. He's given it to the right people. Stay out of it now. Because what's going to happen is the left and all these idiots are going to attack him. And he's going to be like, I have nothing to do with this investigation right now. But cool story. You came after me. These are the motherfuckers doing it over here. So I just, I, I hope, I hope that we have individuals in government that took their oath seriously. That's, that's what I hope. I mean, there's many of us on the sidelines right now that have taken our oath seriously and will take our oath seriously. I just hope that these politicians, these career politicians, there's enough of them out there that, were not corrupted throughout the way, or if they got corrupted and they're involved in it, do the fucking right thing by the nation and their children and their grandchildren, even if they fucked up. That's what I hope. Because Americans, true Americans, are not going to let this nation fall. Correct. It's not going to happen. Uh, the last thing I want to say before we go here, um, we get comments all the time about, you know, you know, America's not going to do anything. The American people aren't going to do anything. You know, the time is now we need to start fighting. We need to, you know, go after our government. We need to stay patient. We need to get to November and allow the process to happen and let, let the people, let the good people of this country fight the evil and then, right. and then we'll handle whatever comes after that. But I believe that we just need to stay patient, 
allow these people to get the evil out and let the time in that in that space let everything that needs to happen let it play out and and just let the process go so i'm going to speak from the warrior's mindset of who i am and you said it a lot better than i could ever say it so i'm going to say it bluntly i think people that say that we need to stand up with their guns do a b c and d now i think they need to shut the fuck up i really do I think that they don't understand how to be tacticians in warfare, whether it be electronic warfare or physical warfare. Nobody here, we understand the enemy that we're up against. Us experienced combat veterans, us that have seen this before. When people turn around, they say, well, why aren't our Patriots standing up? I'm not going to get taken out in the pregame. I'm I'm here for the fucking Super Bowl, homie. Let the LARPers go out there and beat each other up in the streets with their fake fucking axes and their you know, fake fucking shields and shit and try to fight with Antifa or whatever the fuck you see nowadays. The dude's walking out with body armor, just fist fighting. Let, let the fucking idiots do that. That's what they want. They want chaos. What they're trying to do, and these corrupt individuals, they know, they're trying to draw the true patriots out, the true experienced battle-hardened veterans that will die for this nation. They're trying to draw us out. And they don't understand why we're not fighting so they'll go as far as getting on social media, creating fake accounts and trying to rile us up. I don't know how many times I was on social media and my Every account. Post that had I people, have. Every post oh, I have, they're, they're there. Yeah. Oh, you should be doing this. You should be picking up arms and you should shut the fuck up and not talk to me. You don't need to tell me what to do. If you want to do that, don't talk to me. You do you. Right. Yeah. But again, it's, it's not that time yet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it hasn't come to that, but this administration, this corrupt administration, these corrupt agencies, they're trying to draw patriots out. That's what they tried to do on January 6th, whether you want to believe it or not. Uh, who's that fuckhead that's still walking around free right now Ray that nobody's Epps. investigating? Ray Epps. Hey, guys, we've got to go over here. President, when he's done speaking, we've got to do ABC and D. 80 some patriots that were in that march got arrested. He didn't. Nope. But he was agitated. They have videos and videos and videos of him telling people where to go, what to do, agitating them. And then the news does a piece on him trying to protect him. Motherfucker, we know he's a fed. Mm-hmm. Whether he's past, present, it doesn't matter. He set those freaking people up. This admits this government, dude, they really think the American public's stupid. And like I said, they're panicked. Because they figured with BLM coming out and Antifa coming out, it was going to draw out the Patriots. The true Patriots are sitting back like, motherfucker, you think, uh, what was that kid that, that took on the dudes in, in Wisconsin? What's his name? Um, the little kid? Yeah. You think he was fucking bad? You wait until you get fucking some battle-hardened four experience. Doors, four combat. Doors More Horrors. That was, that, was yeah. his, that was his name, but I can't remember his... Rittenhouse. Yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse. You think he was bad. You fucking wait till you try to pull some fucking tyrannical bullshit with experienced pipe hitting combat veterans that love this nation, that will never let this nation fall, that have went through hell and come back. We're not, but the thing is, we're not getting pulled out. And again, that is why they are freaking out because they have thrown everything at, they burn the, that's why they burn the city. You think they burn the cities to scare the people? No, they burn the cities because they wanted that portion of the population to come out and start shooting. And start doing A, B, C, and D so that the Fed could stop, you know, come in and say, well, we need to take your, 
um, AR-15s because, you know, you guys are doing AB, you know, and then they'll have all the optics in the news and say, we can't live like this. And these guys are crazy. And we got to do background. Listen, not fucking working, man. Correct. Not working. Correct. Stay patient. Stay diligent. Stay patient. Wait till November and let whatever. And if you got to make a comment, and here's the thing too, and Brittany, listen, you, you keep the fucking comments to yourselves. If you're that fucking stupid to get on social media and, and try to start a fucking revolution, like you're dumb. Like so, don't don't get on social media and start talking about some fucking shit like that because that's how you get the agencies knocking at your fucking door. So I had uh, I had a video basically saying the same thing that I had just told to you, and I said when the time comes for us to fight, we will be ready to fight. But right now is not the time. And I had a comment on there that said, well, what, what do you mean by fight? Can you, can you tell me what that means? Yeah. So I did. Yeah, exactly. A fucking federal agent trying to set you up and trying to say, well, define what you mean by fight. So I can go to a judge and I can get a fucking warrant to come over to your house. Yeah, exactly. So as what I did is I, I had the radio onto a static, it wasn't an actual radio station. It was just static. And I said, Mm -hmm. we need to, you know, we need to, get in our votes. We need to watch the ballot box, have a party to watch the ballots, um, mm-hmm. you know, take it a barbecue. And I said, number two, when it comes to fighting and I turned the volume up and I just started talking about a defensive coordinator reading the quarterback's eyes. And that's uh-huh. what my, that those are my lips, you know, talking that, but you can't hear it. And everybody's on there. Dude, right. you can't hear what you're saying. What are you saying? You know, redo the video, redo the video. No, it's social media. You don't put that type of shit on social media. Correct, man. Well, it's like for the longest time we were running me, me and my buddies, man, because it just got, it got so communistic on social media. And we know that some of the people contacting us are fucking fed. Like I'm stupid. Like I can't smell your shit. I used to be one. Like I can't smell your fucking tactics. So there's a certain point where we start coming up with our own fucking codes and shit. And then everyone started, uh, what are these codes in your video? You know? Oh, there we go again. There we go. Well, I am running out of time for the show anyway. Uh, Appreciate you coming on. Uh, As always, Mr. Freedom Stick. Check him out. Nope, the website's down. I was going to promote the website, but the website is down. Yeah, the website's down. So so that is all right. Um, Follow along with my page. It might. So it might come back up. I don't know. Like I said, I got some really cool things that I'm working on in regards to my personal life. Uh, So I did decide to tone it down on social media. It's not totally gone. If you go to www.mrfreedomstick.com, it just says coming soon. So yeah, you can just keep an eye out for that. If I, if I pop back on there, guess what? We're in full force. If not, uh, I'll be able to tell everyone what I got going on in my personal life, which is going to be freaking amazing. So, well, thank you, sir. Um, as always, I do appreciate you coming on. Check out uh, Patriot Lambo one on TikTok, as well as Extra Lambo podcast on Facebook for all your latest and greatest. Thank you again, sir. Thank you, bro.